As a Métis woman and someone who works with Indigenous communities, it is important to not only engage youth and encourage participation in the sciences, but more broadly to find ways that we can learn from each other about the natural world. I learned about all of these initiatives that other people are doing, and I really realized that my passion for communicating science accessibly is shared amongst this group of dedicated graduate students. What surprised me, and uh, or perhaps the favorite part of the conference, was the people. Undeniably, and by far, the people. I asked Dr. Riskin, I want to do science communication. I want to be a science communicator like you. How do I do it? And he said, do it. I speak French, as you can see in my accent, so I think in the future I'll definitely work to create or to co collaborate in the creation of a French I understand different perspectives of science communicators now because we had the opportunity to listen about the perspectives of journalists, teachers, researchers, and even social workers. I love the friendly environment and the good vibes. I care about science communication because I love my work and I'm very passionate about it. And I really want to share the beauty I see in science with the general public. A lot of people ask me how ComSciCon Canada was when I got back to Edmonton from the trip, and the only way I could describe it was life-changingly good. Science is awesome. It's fascinating, it sparks curiosity, and it's the reason many of us are alive today. But sometimes it sucks, from applying funding, to spending hours in the lab, to a lack of representation in many science fields. On this podcast, we talk about the ins and outs of scientific research and how it impacts our lives. Hello everyone, you are listening to episode 21 of the show. I'm Evie, neuroscientist, science communicator, beginner level hip hop dancer, and host of the Science Sucks radio show and podcast. If you're new here, welcome to the show. I am so truly excited for this episode. We have another compilation episode coming at you. Not only that, but I think it's my favorite episode that I have ever done ever. We have eight guests here to recap Canada's very first ComSciCon. Wait, wait, wait. You might be thinking, Evie, what? What are those words? Don't worry, I got you. ComSciCon is the Communicating Science Conference, a workshop for graduate students to hone their science outreach skills. It's all about teaching the next generation of scientists how to share their research with the world outside their field. The first conference was held in 2013 in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and has since branched out across the US to multiple local conferences. This was the first one in Canada, and I was lucky enough to attend. It was at my alma mater, McMaster University, so I felt very at home. I met 50 incredible humans and got to reconnect with some old friends. I also got to meet some online friends in real life, including former guests on the pod, Natalie Westwood. It was great to meet you. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. The conference was incredible and I do not say that lightly. As someone who's done quite a bit of SciComm, including this podcast, I really wasn't expecting to learn that many new things, but I really, 
really did. We had a storytelling workshop where we learned to use our five senses to help our audience feel the story as we're telling it. Dr. Chantal Berrio and Michelle Reed from Laurentian SciComm Master's Program, the only program of its kind in Canada, shared with us how to evaluate our science communication. This is huge. We can make all the videos, podcasts, and articles we want, but how do we know it's actually having the impact we want it to? They taught us how to set specific goals with a target audience in mind, and then look back to see if those goals were met. If not, you can take a different direction. Change your goal, change your audience, tailor your SciComp to have the impact that you want. Those are just a couple of tidbits from the many awesome things we learned, but I wasn't the only one who loved the conference. I got eight attendees to share their experiences. So you can listen, learn, and relive this awesome conference with us. Now, before you hear from our guests, I have one tiny request for you. If you love hearing our guests each week in your ears, please, please, please give us a review and a hopefully five-star rating on your podcast app. It takes just two minutes and I would really appreciate you for it. Now let's get to our guests. We'll first hear from Alana Wilcox. Hello, my name is Alana Wilcox and I'm a PhD candidate from the University of Guelph, where I study the effect of a farming chemical on monarch butterflies. I'm interested in science communication in order to make science accessible. I am passionate about how information is communicated. As a Métis woman and someone who works with Indigenous communities, it is important to not only engage youth and encourage participation in the sciences, but more broadly to find ways that we can learn from each other about the natural world. I applied to ComSciCon Canada in order to develop skills in science communication and learn strategies that I can apply to my outreach work. My experience was really good, and it was enjoyable to network with other students and science communicators from different fields and perspectives. There were a number of panels and opportunities for learning throughout the conference but I specifically enjoyed the workshops, which offered a chance to learn hands-on. Many participants came from a very wide range of backgrounds, and it was great to be able to share our experiences with each other. However, my biggest takeaway was how to structure our science communication efforts in a way that identifies the objectives and benefits. I really enjoyed the hands-on workshop from instructors Chantelle Berriot and Michelle Reed from Laurentian University, and had a great discussion with Michelle during the write-a-thon, where she elaborated on some of the points from the workshop. Yes, thank you, Alana, for sharing your experience. I agree about Michelle and Dr. Berrio's workshop. Clear objectives make for better SciComm. Alana, I hope you're able to take the things you learned back to your community. Next up, Larissa Christie. Hi, my name is Larissa Christie, and I'm a master's student at the University of Windsor uh, in the Hussey Lab. I first became interested in science communication, I think, several years ago when I started my journey in science fair and to be able to communicate my research results um, in an accessible way. And as I've grown throughout my STEM education, um, I've just really flourished in the opportunity uh, to share my passion, which is uh, Arctic research um, and climate change and getting involved uh, within your communi community. So I chose to apply to um, ComSciCon Canada. It was a fairly easy decision. As soon as I saw it, I knew that that, that was an opportunity um, that I would definitely love to take advantage of, um, given that in the future, I really love doing research um, as a biologist, but I also love uh, sharing my results and uh, communicating these results to 
a wide audience in an accessible way. My experience at the conference was absolutely phenomenal. It was an opportunity to not only meet and to share um, communication techniques with ecologists, but also cell biologists and physicists and astronomers. And I think that's a really rare opportunity as you continue through um, through academia. You often are only attending conferences where there's primarily just ecologists. So I really enjoyed uh, meeting grad students from a variety of different uh, subjects. The biggest takeaway that I took was to, first of all, just get out there and try to communicate your research. And I learned about all of these initiatives that, that other people are doing, and I really realized that my passion for communicating science accessibly is shared amongst this group of dedicated graduate students and science communicators uh, from across the country and across North America. And to have this support network um, that I can go to when I have questions is really, um, and to encourage us to continue to be better communicators was really awesome. And I think um, going forward, I'll definitely take the lessons that I learned and um, really apply these to my Northern Outreach um, activities, whether that be through school visits or community meetings. And I guess I was just surprised at how much fun um, the conference was and the memories that were made and and all of the connections. And um, yeah, I would like to thank um, ComSciCon Canada for such a great few days. Thank you, Larissa. I'm noticing a common theme here. Everyone's talked about the value of sharing science across disciplines. So many folks haven't had the chance to share resources with people in different fields. If you're a chemist, you meet other chemists, but not biologists, physicists, mathematicians, engineers, and educators. At this conference, we all came together to learn and bring these skills back to our communities. For Larissa, her research is on Baffin Island in northern Canada, so be sure to check out her social media linked in the show notes for some awesome Arctic science. Next up, Gonzalo. Hi, my name is Gonzalo Quintana Sonino, and I am a PhD in neuroscience, particularly interested in sexual behavior and how people develop preferences derived from their experiences. I was very interested with uh, science communication for there was always something that had caught my interest, particularly from school, considering that we were never trained how to do it. As a scientist, we owe ourselves to our methods and rigorosity, um, you know, gathering the data and communicate it through papers or conferences. However, the public always seem a little bit too far and we interact with them every single day and explaining to, uh, to them in more simply in a more simplistic manner was something that I always wanted to do you know just to come across uh, to convey my results in a more um, accessible way I applied to ComSciCon Canada because um, I became aware of this particular organization and their conferences in the United States and I always I obviously wanted to be part of the first conference of ComSciCon in uh, in Canada so I'm not to feel alone and uh, kind of like see that other people do 
their outreach in different ways in other parts of this uh, beautiful country. My experience of the conference was incredibly positive from the organization, the workshops, the event, the people. I learned um, how to understand the media better. You know, with those short notices and uh, how annoying that can be concerning your own schedules and responsibilities, I understood particularly how their work uh, is and why they need such short notice and responses. What surprised me, and uh, or perhaps the favorite part of the conference was the people, undeniably, and by far the people. Um, it is always so um, fulfilling to hear people talking about their passion with such enthusiasm that hearing that from every single person that I got to speak to, considering that I must have spoken to roughly 90% of uh, the people there and what they do was incredible. As I was saying, it it is very nice to not feel yourself that you are alone in this and uh, hearing from their own experiences and the way they do it was simply fantastic. Thank you for sharing. A large chunk of the conference was meant to familiarize us with media outlets. Science is a slow process, with one project taking months or years to complete. On the other hand, TV, radio, and the media have to pump out articles every day or even every hour. While this might seem incompatible, science and media need to work together to share important discoveries. And getting grad students cozy with the news cycle is the first step. Next guest is Max King. My name is Max King, and I study aerospace engineering. Specifically, I design spacecraft and how we build them. And I am inherently very lucky because there's always been an eager audience for my line of work. What I learned at ComSciCon specifically was to really latch on to what other people outside of my field really want to know about my work and knowing what it means for them. But also, recognizing that in those situations you're an ambassador of your field, whatever it is, and you can guide people to questions and conclusions they didn't even know how to ask to begin with. So the best advice I got at ComSciCon was from Dan Riskin, and it's the second time he's given me this advice. He gave it to me about four years ago as well. And it's the same advice. I asked Dr. Riskin, I want to do science communication. I want to be a science communicator like you. How do I do it? And he said, do it. So as frustrating as that was to hear the first time, since then, I've, looking back, I've realized that that's what it's all about. You do have to just do it. You have to go out and make your own opportunities. Make your own platforms. No one's going to bring you opportunities to discuss your science necessarily on a silver platter. And you might look around, you might not see a podcast devoted to your specific field. And what that means is there's an opening for you. You can be the first one. Don't be discouraged that no one's talking about your field in the media. There is an appetite and there are ears out there for every type of science. The only thing that's missing is voices. Every field is valuable, and everything is being studied for a reason. And it's our job as scientists who get paid to learn about this stuff, to bring that knowledge to the public, 
and help grow scientific literacy across Canada. Wow. Yeah, that's the key. I really took this to heart. I've spent the past year saying I want to do science communication, and I look back at my year and I did it. When no one hired me to be on TV, I made a YouTube channel. I'm not part of a big podcast network, but I made my own podcast. I wanted to be an inspiring public speaker, so I put myself out there. I spoke on stage. Now, of course, it's not all fun and games. It takes hours and hours and hours of unpaid work that not everyone can afford. But there's something to be said about believing in your abilities as a science communicator. There's a common saying, we are what we repeatedly do. If you communicate science in an evidence-based way, you are a science communicator. And you can go out there and give it a shot. Next, let's hear from Charles. Hi, my name is Charles Pazir. I'm a student at Université de Sherbrooke in Sherbrooke, Quebec, Canada. And I was a member of ComSciCon Can 2019. So I'd like to introduce myself with the project I'm working on currently. So I'm working on large mammal evolutionary biology and population dynamics. And my study species is the eastern gray kangaroo. So I go to Southeast Australia for three months, and that's where I get my observations done, and I gather data from my lab. And afterwards, I'm trying to look at the growth patterns and the growth strategies of young eastern gray kangaroos. So from the moment they exit the pouch of the mother until they reach adulthood at about three years old. Um, I think it's real important for me to talk about my research project because what was really cool about CompSciCon Can is so it was such a diverse area of students, you know, not only from everywhere in the country, but especially from every discipline you can think of, going from astronomy all the way to biochemistry. And what I really liked about the workshop itself or about the conference is that we had such a small group of people that it was easy to network with everyone we, could, we wanted to talk to. Um, the panelists, the experts, the, um, everyone at the conference was very, you know, they had diverse backgrounds, of course, and they really went through the same process as us in the sense that most of them did go through some sort of a scientific degree at some point in their life, or at least now they work in the scientific community um, or the science journalism community. Uh, and it's, I think it was really important to have this diversity in our in the audience, but also in our panelists and our speakers, because we we were able to get all the insight we wanted to, whatever our aspirations are. You know, some people want to keep on going with uh, academia and stay in academia, but improve their communication skills. But people like myself, who see themselves a bit more in the communication side of things, see science as a tool to be able to get their voice out there and talk about you know, important issues to the public. And again, the fact that was you know the the conference was filled with such a number of people with different aspirations made it very interesting to see different perspectives and see how while being very different, we were very much alike in the sense that we're studying at a you know pretty uh, great level of academia. But at the same time, we spent some time to do extra work to make sure our science has an impact in our community wherever we live. Um, so, yeah, as a whole, I really enjoyed ComSciCon Can. I think um, this was the first edition of a great thing that will be happening every year in the country. And I think uh, I'm not only speaking for myself that we'll try to make small franchises of ComSciCon Can in different parts of the country as well. So I'm from the Montreal region, more or less, and I speak French, as you can see in my accent. So I think in the future, I'll definitely work to create or to co collaborate in the creation of a French Come Psycon Can or Come Psycon, 
in the next few years. Wow, research on kangaroos in Australia. That sounds awesome. Charles touched on a very important aspect of ComSciCon Canada. Many of our attendees and panelists were French speakers. Unfortunately, a lot of science and science communication is mostly in English. Obviously, the research and outreach we do is essential in all languages. So I really commend Charles and fellow French speakers for getting the ball rolling on the first French ComSciCon. Next up, let's hear from Alejandra. Hello, this is Alejandra Castilla. I'm a Colombian biomedical engineer and a master of science in Alzheimer's disease at the University of Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. I'm very interested in science communication because as an engineer and a scientist, I know that our professional careers as leaders need us able to communicate our findings efficiently to both experts and general public. And that's the reason why the conferences about science communications are really good opportunities to improve our essential speaking and writing communication skills, to promote our research, and furthermore, these workshops influence other groups to create local workshops that may help us to create future opportunities of networking in our scientific careers, but also to have the opportunity or the final goal to prepare others to make science available for everyone. My experience at the first ComSciCon Canada was very complete. I enjoyed the workshops and it was amazing to have the opportunity to know the great job that graduate students are doing to communicate science and make this accessible for all general public. And actually it was a surprise for me to know about the different projects that students have created regarding science communication. I didn't think I will find, for example, students who organize local events or podcasts, and that was just neat. I learned a couple of facts and I understand different perspectives of science communicators now because we had the opportunity to listen about the perspectives of journalists, teachers, researchers, and even social workers. I love the friendly environment and the good vibes of the attendance, but also the friendly and kind of informal spaces where the conference took place. And I want to emphasize about three main points that I learned at the conference. First, the importance to do not use jargon to talk about science. Second, the more you know, the more humble you are role. And third, that sometimes the beauty is in the simplicity. Being precise and communicate complicated equations or deep explanations about the human body without to use technical terms is beautiful. And the easiest way to reach that point of a good explanation without complicating things out is with passion and practice. Thank you for this opportunity. My name is Alejandra Castilla. You can look for my TED talk about my research, type in Alejandra Castilla, forget what you know about Alzheimer's. And I hope people who can hear this voice clip could take this as an advice to participate in further communication science conferences. Thank you. Thank you, Alejandra, for sharing what you learned at ComSciCon. If you want to learn more from her, you should definitely check out the awesome TED Talk she mentioned. I gave it a listen, and it was a fabulous rundown of why we remember or forget certain memories. 
and what that means for Alzheimer's disease. Our next guest is friend of the pod, Natalie Westwood. Hi everyone, it's Natalie Westwood. Um, You might remember me from the Science Sucks podcast for Pride Month a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm a PhD candidate in zoology and I'm an ecologist, so I study aquatic insects and how uh, different species of these insects impact each other and how well they work together in different types of environments. Um, So one thing you might remember from that podcast is that both Evie and I mentioned that we were going to the same conference. And that conference was the Communication in Science Conference Canada, which was the first conference of this type ever held in Canada for graduate students. Um, Part of the reason I really wanted to attend this conference is I care about science communication because I love my work and I'm very passionate about it. And I really want to share the beauty I see in science with the general public. Additionally, my research is funded by the public. And so it is my responsibility to make sure that the information I find is accessible and shareable to the people who are paying for it. And so hopefully through my outreach, I'm able to make this information feel accessible and cool to people who otherwise wouldn't know about it. And so I wanted to attend this conference to just really get better. Um, Most of my outreach has been for kids in the past, and I would like to make sure that I'm able to uh, reach a wider audience. So the conference itself was amazing. Um, There are so many incredible speakers uh, that I got to hear from, people I got to meet, really cool workshops, although I was completely exhausted um, even after day one. But if I had to say what the most important thing I learned was from the policy workshop, um, where we really kind of focused on thinking about who our stakeholders in the situations we care about, and not only what are their positions, but what do they themselves care about. And so you can really focus in on, okay, maybe this person is afraid of economic changes. What can I do to um, mitigate that potential pressure that they might be under? Or this person really cares about their presence in the public. I can focus in on Um, potentially targeting that to get what I want shared with the public. Um, And I guess overall, it was just an amazing experience. And my favorite part of the entire conference was just getting to meet everybody and talk about outreach and share our ideas and brainstorm and really hear what other people are doing and be inspired by that. I feel so lucky that I was part of this conference. And I hope that you in the future might get the opportunity to attend one of these if it's something you're interested in. And I totally encourage everyone to think about what they can do to communicate stuff that they're passionate about. 
It was great to meet you, Natalie. You are a fantastic communicator. I agree that the workshops and panels help expand our horizons. There were workshops on video making, storytelling, science policy, and more. SciComm is by definition interdisciplinary, and it's common for communicators to be a jack of all trades. I'm glad we had those opportunities to explore our broader interests that we might not get to try in our everyday lives. Our final guest is Pramod, so let's hear from him. Hello, my name is Pramod Senratyapa, and I am a PhD student in the Department of Physics at the University of Alberta, and I study low temperature quantum systems. What that essentially means is that I study really, really tiny things cool down to really, really low temperatures, and I do that using quantum mechanics. What I study right now is superfluid helium, which is a liquid which has zero viscosity. And the way to imagine that is if you take a cup of normal liquid, like water, and you give it a stir to create that little whirlpool in the middle, after a few seconds, that whirlpool will come to a stop and the liquid will become still. Now, if you take a cup of superfluid helium and you give it a stir, you could walk away, let's say for a thousand years. And when you come back and when you look at the cup of superfluid, it will still be spinning in that cup. And that's what zero viscosity is. The way I became interested in science communication is the same way I became interested in science. Though the story I like to tell is that I remember being like six or seven years old and sitting in my bed with my dad reading me excerpts from A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. And that's two science communicators in my life, um, both Stephen Hawking and my father, who decided that they would take the time out of their day to explain to this tiny little tot what black holes were. And if it weren't for those experiences, I wouldn't be sitting here being a scientist this day. And I think a lot of scientists nowadays have that exact same story. So my interest in science communication is in a way giving back um, the exact same experience I had as a kid to the next generation of scientists. A lot of people ask me how ComSciCon Canada was when I got back to Edmonton from the trip. And the only way I could describe it was life-changingly good because I came away from that conference just buzzing with inspiration and just energy to get out there and communicate my science to to everybody. Uh, so I can't overstate how great the whole experience was. The, the interdisciplinary nature of that event was probably my favorite part. I got to meet so many people that are not doing physics, but are thinking about the issues that we're grappling with talking about science in the exact same way. So having that conversation that wasn't just um, talking in the same jargon of physics and trying to translate that, but talking at a more general level was a very, very rewarding experience. I feel like that entire conference was one big highlight reel, so it's hard to pick out any favorite moments, but a few that come to mind are Professor Shoshana Jacobs' uh, comments in in their panel about considering the systems of academia when we're going out there and advocating young people to get into science. Um, that th Those points stuck with me deeply. Um, getting to show my 
superconductivity, the musical video to all of the attendees was wonderful. I get to talk my jaw for about an hour just reliving that time of my life. And finally, the 2 a.m. karaoke that we had outside the uh, the pub on the second day of the conference where we just sat there and sang songs all night. Um, it was just just a wonderful, magical, magical time. First of all, that was a killer explanation of zero viscosity liquids. And I totally agree with Dr. Shoshana Jacobs' comments. One particular statement they said really stayed with me. There are a lot of systemic barriers that make it difficult for students, especially underrepresented students, from succeeding in academia. And Dr. Jacobs said, how can we ethically encourage people to get PhDs? Wow, so many grad students suffer from poor mental health, many supervisors are unsupportive, and don't even get me started on the financial struggles of grad school. I'm grateful that ComSciCon got real about these challenges. I'm sure many fellow attendees felt their concerns heard. We need academia to change its systems to better support grad students who are the foundation of scientific research. There's a reason I left this particular blurb for last. So remember that 2 a.m. karaoke sesh Promote mentioned? Um, of course, you're gonna get a taste of our awesome singing talent. But first, let's wrap it up. That's it for today's episode. Thank you to all our guests for sharing your experiences. To the listeners, I hope you learned a lot about the conference. If you're a grad student in Canada or the US, consider attending your local ComSciCon and check out ComSciCon.com. <laughs> That's a weird website to find out where your local conferences. I wanted to give a special shout out to the organizing team of the conference. Without you, this conference wouldn't have happened. It just wouldn't exist. So real quick, thank you to Maria, Alex, Rachel, Katie, Thanasis, Wakib, Sydney, Oliver, Charles, and my friend Silita, who encouraged me to apply to the conference in the first place. I'm so grateful to you and the entire organizing team for putting on a conference that has opened up so many doors for me and the other attendees. I don't think you know the lives that you've changed by bringing ComSciCon to Canada for the first time. So links to all the awesome humans who are guests this week can be found in the show notes. To keep the conversation going, follow the podcast at ScienceSucksPod on Twitter. Rate and review us on iTunes so other people can find the show. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. I'll wrap it up with our hella cute late night jam. What the hell you build me up? Buttercup baby, just to let me down. Mess me around, and the worst of all, worst of all. Difficult baby, when you say you will, say you will. I need you still, I need you, I need you more than anyone, darling. Don't break my heart